Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Drug shortages have been a persistent challenge for hospitals and the healthcare system for decades. But it was only when the pandemic hit and hospitals began running short of essential medicines did the problem strike a chord nationally and reveal just how dire the problem is and how dependent on foreign supplies we are. Joining me today is Dr. Eric Edwards, CEO and co-founder of Flow, to discuss how these drug shortages affect hospitals in terms of costs and patient care and what is being done to avert future shortages. Dr. Edwards, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Mike. Appreciate that. So for those who may not be familiar with Flow, can you tell us a bit about what you do there? Sure. So Flow Corporation is a uh, a public benefit pharmaceutical manufacturing company uh, that is reimagining domestic production of essential medicines from start to finish, utilizing advanced manufacturing processes, in, including what's called Flow Chemistry. Um, so this is a this is a public benefit corporation. We're an impact-driven company, uh, and the medicines we're making are essential medicines, and that, that those are defined as those critical medicines that are necessary uh, to support the health of a population. So critical medicines, and, and the ones we're focusing on uh, first and foremost, are, are those needed by our nation uh, to support uh, drug shortage challenges that have popped up over the years. And many people may be surprised at how much of our drug supply is manufactured overseas. Can you share some of the latest data on that and why this is an issue for public health? Yeah, it's 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 quite startling, uh, actually. Um, uh, about eighty percent of uh, of our active pharmaceutical ingredients, so these are the ingredients that go into our medicines, are are manufactured across more than one hundred and fifty countries. Um, 40% of the finished medicines uh, outside of the United States, making the current supply chain extremely vulnerable uh, to, to economic, political, um, environmental, and, and public health crises, such as what we saw with COVID. Um, so, you know, when, when you're talking about ne nearly three quarters of the API manufacturing facilities for all medicines being outside the United States, primarily in India and China, um, it creates a significant challenge for the United States and, and exacerbates shortages when you have a public health crisis like, uh, like COVID present itself. So when the pandemic broke and both India and China actually shut down the exports of active pharmaceutical ingredients for the various central medicines we were focused on, the United States was essentially cut off from sourcing many vital medicines that were needed for COVID-19 related illnesses, specifically COVID-19 hospitalized patients, uh, such as the medicines needed to put patients on a ventilator. Um, that's what Flow has been focusing on. We've been focusing on kind of solving this broken essential medicine supply chain by offering a, a resilient end-to-end -end solution that's, uh, that's U.S.-based, comprehensive, and, and fully integrated. How does this vulnerable supply chain translate into additional costs and potentially compromised patient care for providers? Yeah, so the economic effects of medicine shortages are, are significant, um, especially with the, the the drugs that we're initially focusing on, these sterile injectable medicine products. Um, 
The cost impact of medicine shortages are estimated to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars annually for health systems across the United States. And in fact, as we've uh, really uh, started to get involved with um, building customer coalitions and hospital coalitions, uh, and we talk to chief pharmacy officers, chief financial officers of, of hospital health systems, uh, we're seeing that they're actually dedicating resources, full-time resources, to just managing drug shortages. Uh, so that that's substantial in and of itself. So essential medicine short, shortages inflate the direct and indirect costs uh, for managing these drug shortages. Um, for example, uh, well before the pandemic in, in 2014, uh, a study by Premier determined shortage alternatives, and including sourcing from, from more expensive uh, compounding pharmacies, as an example, cost on average about $230 million per year. Uh, in 2019, the FDA medicine shortage report highlighted the fact that that medicine shortages not only impact the cost of the medicines themselves, but as I just mentioned, they require additional uh, hospital staffing, overtime wages, increase in overhead, uh, and then require updated technology. And then there's a loss of revenue that can occur from postponing uh, critical medical procedures if you don't have the very drugs you need in order to complete that procedure. And all of that has played itself out uh, during COVID. Eric, what are the underlying causes for increasing drug shortages and associated supply chain challenges? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, it's a complex problem, and uh, we know that it's multifactorial. Uh, we, we know from data from the FDA that manufacturing quality problems um, uh, has been a significant and majority cause for medicine shortages. Um, this is one reason why at Flow we're focusing on new advanced manufacturing um, technologies, and we're focusing on doing it here in the United States. Um, the United States manufacturing culture, uh, as it relates to quality, is, is different than other foreign countries, uh, significantly different, I, I should say. Uh, and the old traditional means of manufacturing these medicines were based off of con conventional batch manufacturing processes that feature many steps. They're often done at different facilities that adds potential delays to the final product. The bulk material may be done in one facility, then shipped to another facility for blending, granulation, tablet pressing. And then along the way, you're sampling and you're con you know, conducting analytics to make sure things are in specification. And unfortunately, during these hold times, some materials that are sensitive to the environment, they can risk degradation, they go out of specification, it impacts the quality. So we're trying to fix that uh, manufacturing issue by making this here at home using an advanced process called continuous manufacturing, leveraging flow chemistry. And then in, additional uh, in addition to the manufacturing quality problems that we have, um, we also obviously have challenges associated with um, low labor costs in other countries that, that drive manufacturers to take medicine production outside the United States. Uh, and then we have supply chain challenges and just our broken uh, pricing and reimbursement system in, in America. Um, there's a lot of waste in the system. So our, our goal has been to try to transform this essential medicine supply uh, chain away from a global just-in-time production approach to a U.S.-centric manufacturing approach that's secure, that's resilient, that leverages technology. We literally say we're reimagining the supply chain from chemical to bedside. So we're utilizing new chemistry approaches to cut down the costs of, of the actual medicines. Um, and then we're uh, leveraging unique customer coalitions by going direct to the hospitals uh, to leverage efficiencies in the supply chain 
uh, all of which uh, will help cut down on drug shortages in the future. So let's talk a little bit more about manufacturing. How, it, how have advances in pharmaceutical manufacturing technology made it possible to improve the supply of essential medicines? So when we talk to hospital leaders uh, in the C-suite, um, we hear that, the, including CFOs, um, CEOs, and chief pharmacy officers, we, 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 we hear the same things over and over again. Um, we have challenges with un- uncertainty. We have challenges with uncertainty relating to product availability because of these drug shortages. We have challenges in predictability and pricing impacting their ability to forecast and especially manage their pharmacy budgets. And we have challenges with quality and recalls that we've seen that have resulted in them having and hospital systems having to use um, a a tier two, tier three uh, medication in place of a more safe and efficacious alternative. So what we're trying to do is solve for all three of those, leveraging advanced manufacturing, uh, as I said, as opposed to traditional batch manufacturing that can allow us to produce high quality essential medicines at a lower production cost. And it's only through achieving those goals that we're going to be able to be competitive with other foreign uh, manufacturers. So the way we do that is leveraging continuous processing uh, this allows flow reactors um, that, that put these chemicals together and run reactions on a much smaller scale over and over again until the entire volume of an active ingredient is produced. What this does is it maximizes throughput, increases quality and reproducibility. Uh, and then most, most importantly, as you think about that lower labor cost comment I made earlier, it, it has significantly lower labor costs since most of the systems are, are highly automated. In America, we use continuous manufacturing across many other industrial bases, our food and beverage industry, our energy sector, uh, as just petrochemical sector, uh, just as, as an example. We just haven't been leveraging that in the pharma industry because there's been no incentive to move from the old to the new, and it's, and it's very costly. That's why Flow, in partnership with the federal government, the United States government provided a large contract Uh, to help subsidize our infrastructure, subsidize this R&D, so that we could move into continuous advanced manufacturing approaches and try to take the entire industry, catalyzing industry change moving forward. Some exciting changes ahead. Dr. Edwards, if someone wanted to find out more about Flow, where can they go? Sure. To learn more about Flow, uh, just visit our website at www.flow.com dash usa.com and to learn more about our exciting customer coalitions including our children's hospital coalition you can visit children's hospital coalition.org dr eric edwards thank you very much for joining us today on the hospital finance podcast thank you so much this concludes today's episode of the hospital finance podcast for show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.